I thank God that I was saved in a move of God that um, I actually even resisted. Many of us resisted, but God moved. Um, no one could, could um, steer it. It broke out in different places, schools, um, homes, uh, all over the place, offices. And um, what I've tried to do is uh, different, different moves of God have been characterized by different things. Some, um, I think the Welsh revival, many salvations. So God moves differently. And the previous move often persecutes um, the next move or doesn't understand it or has questions, you know. And so I've learned one thing is, um, well, well, what I know, I hope I've learned it, is to get out the way. Oftentimes it's more getting out the way, especially if you're a leader or if you're a seasoned campaigner. The, the sort of um, social media world is alive with critiques, observations, um, trying to get involved. People are trying to um, go to these places. And I know I'm speaking a lot about the revival, and um, it may never come here. Uh, I, I know all those things, but um, it's almost like a very, very unskilled people. God is using very unskilled. I told the elders a story about the, 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 the guys are worshiping for hours and hours, and they just ran out of steam, understandably. And then there was this pretty significant worship leader in the church, and he said, uh, could I help you? You know, could I, I, I can worship. And they said, yeah, I guess they'll be good because they were just running out of singing the same song for an hour. It's amazing how we want to impress God, but actually these poor kind of students, just like the same old song for an hour, you know, like, but God is moving in those songs. And he said, he got up and he played, and um, one of the young people went to him and said, uh, could you stop? And uh, and no, they said to him, but before you worship, can we just pray for you? And they took him to the back and they prayed for him. Story goes something like this told by one of the visitors, and um, they prayed for him. And uh, so he began to play, and a, a few moments later, some guy went up to him and said, could you stop, you know? Uh, we don't feel your hearts right. <laughs> and uh, so he put his guitar down, and, and he said, you know what? You're right. My heart isn't right. Could you pray with me? I mean, I mean, imagine that. Imagine that level of humility. And this, um, God is calling his church to a sense of humility, a sense of yieldedness, Amen. And it'll mean that some of us will have to make way for God to move in ways that we can't um, de de determine and decide. Amen. But um, it seems as if he, he is moving and uh, we're interested to watch what he's doing. I'm particularly interested. I'm interested at the nature of what God is doing, how he's doing it. I sometimes concern myself with mega platforms, mega stars, media, advertising. There's not any advertising going out and they've had to stop the traffic. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine there's no advertising? They won't let the, the news guys are trying to get in. They're trying to, they even said to Fox News, you know, you can't come in with your cameras. I mean, if you can get Fox News into your church, which is the, the, the most watched news thing, I mean, they say, no, we don't want you. Because actually, we, this, is, this is God. When Jesus came, much of his stuff was done hidden. The religious were clueless, amen? And so, what a great time to call a fast. What a fantastic time to just say, Lord, we, we need you. Many, many people, suicides, brokenness, um, uh, hate speech, and 
a generation that have gone through enormous challenges that we may not have gone through. God is moving, but he's going to move, I believe, in, in, in the whole church. Amen? <clears throat> so please help me this morning, Lord. Um, there's some good questions to ask. Uh, in, the, the title of my talk is Hungry for God, the Lord is Calling Us Deeper. So, so um, Gail, your word is right, that God wants us to go deeper into the river. Um, Cliff's got a word, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And so God is knocking. There's a gentle move. Um, God, is, God is wanting to come in, okay? Um, and so we're almost putting aside our preconceptions and saying, God, what do you want to do? So we've got some questions to ask. Where are we as a church? These are good questions to ask. Um, you can see where the church is. We, it's hard to say, where are you as an individual? It's hard to know where you are. You, you, you know, you may... No one really knows where we are as individuals, but we know that God is interested in you as an individual, but he's also interested in us corporately. Is God speaking? Is Sometimes God is silent. Sometimes there's nothing for him to say necessarily. I'm the one that's always saying, God, what are you saying? But sometimes God's saying, peace, all is good. Just carry on. Is he speaking? Are we hearing? Is he commending? Is he urging? Is he correcting us? Um, is there something we need to preach into? Is there a particular theme or topic? And so we're asking God, is there some doctrine or practice we need to attend to? Is there a book of the Bible we need to examine? These are questions we as elders and leaders keep asking. Is somebody brought a word? Um, do we need to hear that word? What is that word? Is there something we are avoiding? Is there something we innocently, we just never thought of that? Uh, we just never saw that in the scriptures. Does God um, want to speak? Are we are we unwisely resisting something that God is wanting to do? And so that's why we fast. That's why we wait on him. That's why we humble ourselves. That's why we, we say, Lord, um, do you want us to prepare for something? Um, you know, sometimes the, the, the spirit, the winds of the spirit or the voice of the spirit, we hear dimly and in part. Sometimes it's clear um, God is committed to advancing his kingdom. We know that there's revivals and move, and then after a while, you've got to go home, you've got to change the diapers, you've got to pay the bond. We, we get all that. You've got to go to school. You've got to write a jolly exam. When, when you're feeling God is moving, he's changing your life. He's taking anger out of you. He's restoring your brokenness. You carry guilt and shame about what you've done as a teenager, perhaps as a young girl, as a girl and you just think, suddenly I'm feeling God. I don't care about my exams. I don't care about, I just, I just want God to move. And so we're aware of all those things. And I want to see how to administrate this. Please excuse my voice. <clears throat> but you see, one of the things that God, where he meets us, it's a love story, brothers and sisters. This, this thing called Christianity becomes a ritual and a got to, and I'm praying, I've got to fast, and I've got to go to church, and I've got to tithe, and I've got to pray, and I've got to have quiet time. And... Um, Often it becomes a religious thing, but actually God is saying, I want your heart. I, want, I don't want to, yeah, you do, but, but don't do all that and don't give me a heart. I'm, I want to kiss you. I want to embrace you. It's a relationship. It's a wholehearted devotion. So God is wanting to move in me and you. Then he wants to move through you to others, amen? And then he wants to move with you and me together. And so there's, there's this idea and then there's this idea and then there's this idea if you take any one of those out so you can say through uh, to me and through me but not with you problem sometimes it's just 
Nothing coming out of me, nothing going in me, but just together. And so God is wanting to teach us. And we know that we are to seek his kingdom first. We are to seek him first. And um, what about me? What about my life? What about my stuff? And one of the things that, you know, God is, um, you know, the devil says to, to Eve, he says, you know, Eve, God's a killjoy, man. God's just a religious bigot. God just wants to spoil your fun. God had just told them, you can eat of every tree, everything that I give to you, everything, all your senses, all your, your, your appetite, your, your, your sexual appetite with your wife, every tree you can eat of, every, every good meal you can have, every, what's, what do you find delicious? God says, enjoy it. What, what, what's good? What's pleasant? I give it all to you. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is mine. You can't eat of it. And the devil said, you see, God wants to take your fun away. He wants to, just, he wants to be horrible to you. He's mean. But God gave them everything. And so we enjoy everything in its time. And there's a time to, what do you love? Pizza. No, give me something better. God says, enjoy it. Enjoy the wife of your youth. Enjoy your country, South Africa. Enjoy surfing. Enjoy running. Enjoy your children. Amen? Enjoy your holiday. Have I said that? Enjoy the berg. Enjoy whatever. Whale watching. It's yours. I give it to you. And so God is a good God. The devil said, if you're the son of God, you Mr. Jesus, if you're the son of God, just turn those stones into bread. You're hungry, Jesus. Ah, it's time my, my father, my, the spirit said I should, I should go and wait and I should not eat. Now I turn it into bread. Satisfy that one desire. No, no, it's coming. He said, no, no, I won't do it. Every word, that comes from, every, every word that comes from the mouth of God, that is my bread to eat. It takes him to the religious pinnacle, the, the high place of Jerusalem. He says, make a spectacle of yourself, Jesus. Throw yourself down. Watch his angels catch you. And he quotes Jesus' scripture. Jesus says, Who are, what are you doing? This is not my time to, to elevate myself. I'm going to the cross. Oh, no, no, everyone will recognize you, Jesus. The, the angels of God will catch him, and as he see the Son of God, he says, get away from me. Then he takes him to, the, to a high mountain, and he shows him everything, and he says, just worship me, and all these kingdoms, power will be yours, Jesus. He says, nothing. I worship the Lord, my God. But God is a good God. What? Is he saying, God is moving. What's happening at Ashbury is happening all over the country and the world. Dave Ferguson, a very respected guy that I listen to watch. There's interesting things happening, and I think what God is going to be doing over the next while is going to be very interesting. So God is wanting to visit. So all these places where God is visiting, for what, Nick? For what? Well, God moves so that his kingdom can advance. The question is, do you want to be a part of the kingdom of God moving? Do you want to be a Sunday Christian? That's why, can can, can I be honest? I'm not like jumping around for the fast and saying, yeah, I'm not going to eat. I mean, I don't really like soup, you know. Um, I've got an aggressive appetite. I like to eat, you know. But I... But I also want to get involved in the things of God. What can I say about that? 
God, God breaks in. He moves. And, and I want to be in that place. Will fasting um, get me in that place? It may help me to get in that place. And so God moves the hearts of the people. He says, I'm, all of you whose God, hearts God has moved, prepare to go and rebuild the walls. Amazing. He's, he begins to move hearts of people, kings, etc. Prepare and go and build the house of the Lord. And so I'm thinking, I don't know how much more time Katya and I need together, how much more pleasure we need, how many, you know, we've got two cars, we've got a house, we've got food. Do you want to die like just sitting on our veranda? No, I want to ask God to use us. I said to Kati, where is there a place last night that you'd like to go that we haven't been to before? Do you feel God is calling us to a place that no one has been to before or that we haven't heard of? God, do you want to use us? Speak to us. When I heard these things, says Nehemiah, here's God moving. When I heard these things, I sat down. Ah, what was that? That had to be God's spirit. I wept. And for some days, I mourned. You know what it is to mourn for some days? Some of us need to mourn. Some of us, maybe during the fast, God will cause you to begin to mourn. You'll begin to weep. Like, that's heavy stuff. No, it isn't. It's how God moves, amen? I fasted and I prayed before the God of heaven. Suddenly God is moving. Nehemiah begins to humble himself. He's a big deal cupbearer, perfume, wine tasted to the king. But suddenly he's, he's beginning to feel the spirit of God saying, actually, I want you to go and build some burnt stones. I want you to mourn. I want you to fast. I want you to pray. I want you to sit down. I want you to weep. And then I want you to go to the king. He might chop your head off. I don't care, but God is too strong a tonic inside of me. And I want to go to the king and, and, and ask him for safe passage. I'm going to ask him for goods. And then he says, the gracious hand of my God was upon me. Who is Nehemiah that he should be anybody a cupbearer to the king? You drink too much wine, Nehemiah. That's your problem. You've got a wine problem. I don't know if he could drink too much. They replied, and he goes and he inspects, and he, God gives him a, a plan, unusual plan. And then he goes to the people, and, and they say, they replied, let us start rebuilding. And they began this good work. And he gets favor from his God. He gets favor from the king. He gets favor from the governors. And he gets favor from the people. And he no longer lives with his burned stones. And some of us have lived with burned stones and broken walls. And there's an opportunity for us to say, God, I'm just standing here. Guys are fasting, making a lot of noise. I don't know what, but I'm interested. I may not be your, your, the most qualified. I might just be a plastic cup it's all these examples of God moving God visits so that his kingdom can extend he's the shepherd boy I don't know where he said there's, there must have been the spirit because he said he was full of the spirit the, the spirit of the shepherd boy there's an uncircumcised Philistine he's a giant he's defying my armies and David is moved by the spirit and he begins to say to himself how tall is a bear when a bear stands up a bear's about how tall is a bear Google nine foot have you ever seen a lion stand up he says ah oh, that lion that bear I can't help myself that, that, that disgrace to Israel as a young man, I cannot, I cannot bear it. I will go to war. What does God want to do with you?
We all want to love each other more. We want to love our God more. We want to go to greater levels of obedience and humility and serving and missional courage and care and kindness and generosity. We all want to experience the power of God at work. We all want to see old patterns of sin broken, criticism, anger, angry with your parents, angry with yourself, hate, don't like yourself. What's wrong with me, God? We all want to be set free of that. God's saying, Nick, it's not about you, bro. I don't get, it's about me, but as you serve me, as you go, as you love somebody. You know, as I said to somebody, stop criticizing that person in the church. Why don't you invite them for coffee and see how you can help them? Stop criticizing them, bro. It's like, help them. No, help them. Let your river flow. Lord, I don't have your love. I'm like critical. Here's that lady that thinks she's so spiritual, dancing like a tambourine girl. No, that's, she's just worshiping me. Why am I like that, God? Spirit of God, fall upon me. Spirit of God, change me. Amen? What a stirring. Uh, Craig Boitzer brought a beautiful prophetic word about sleeping beauty. That we, the church, are like sleeping beauty. And we need the prince, his name is Jesus, to come and kiss us. And revive us. Sleeping beauty is beautiful. She is beautiful. The church is beautiful. You are beautiful as brides. We are, we are God's beauty. But sometimes we're sleeping. Somebody came and put some funny oil on us. We go to sleep and then the king comes in. The prince comes in, kisses us. And then the village awakes and the castle awakes and the city awakes. Would you let, would you be a sleeping beauty? Allow God to enable you and let the bridegroom put out to deeper water see the fast is good oh jesus you're a preacher why are you telling me what to do jesus doesn't know what what my business needs he absolutely does amen he absolutely knows what your business needs he absolutely this this woman that i've married put out to deeper water in fishing all night jesus go deeper listen to what i'm saying what do you have at home? Elijah, we're done. My kids are gone. I've lost my husband. It's game over. What have you got at home? Nothing but a little oil. Just to say that, nothing. What you got? Nothing but a little oil. Oh. Go to your neighbors and ask for as many jars as you can. Go inside, close the door, you and your sons, and begin to pour the oil. And when the jar is full, put it to one side and fill the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. What happened? Until there were no more jars. Until I've stopped giving and smiling and welcoming and going and giving. <laughs> Are you breathing? I can't go, said Moses. Five, who am I? What is your name? What if they don't believe me? What if they say the Lord didn't appear to you? I can't speak. You want me to go to Pharaoh? Go. Go. God wants to release some of you. Jesus began to have a heart. You see what's happening in Ashby? God has got a heart for people you think, 
Oh, they're just students. They're all a bit messed up. They're all rich. They've all got too many cars and they've got all their toys. God's not interested in them. What did Jesus say to the 5,000? He said, feed them. He said, no, no, send them home. But Jesus, just too much hassle. He said, feed them. Care for them. Eight months wages, we can't. But there's a little kid with five loaves and two fish. George shared about that. <laughs> begins to go, Take, bring your two little fish and your five loaves. Ananias, yes, Lord. There's a man called Saul. He's on Straight Street. Latka. Yeah, he's blind. I want you to go and lay your hands on him. Hey, I can't go to that guy. Go, Ananias. What do you say, Brother Saul? The Lord has sent me to, to, so that you could see, and he will tell you what things you must suffer for my name. And he lays hands on him, and his eyes see, and he takes some food. And very soon he begins to preach about the kingdom. Is fasting just a religious habit? Far be it from us. Yes, we may have needs. Yes, sometimes we fast to twist God's arm in the hope that he intervenes. Need that job, Lord. Need to marry that girl. She doesn't say yes. Move upon her heart. We need physical healing. We need mental healing, emotional healing. Sometimes people have fasted and kind of try to manipulate God with a fast. We, we're not. We're just saying, Lord, we, yeah, we are. Am I Gideon? Like a little timid guy hanging in a, in a, in a cave. Yeah, you Gideon. Am I Moses? You want me to go and speak to Pharaoh? I can't speak. Am I Esther? Like, I'm not going to go to the king. He'll, he'll, I haven't been to the king for 30 days. I can't just walk into the king. He'll chop my head off. That's what the king does. For such a time as this, Esther, everything leads up to this moment. Esther, your job is to go and petition the king on behalf of a nation. And you, my dear Esther, oh beauty queen, that you thought you were just like this little Barbie, God wants to use you to save a nation. Go and read the stories, brothers and sisters, and say, maybe God will say, no, you, you're a Ruth. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. I'm not leaving. I will not leave. I don't walk out. Because I sense that actually there's something about you. There is a grace about this people, Israel. I'm a Moabitess. I have no qualification, but I will not leave you. Oh, blessed Naomi. What is her name, Naomi? But fasting and prayer has led to incredible breakthroughs for many people. Incredible. Fasting is God's idea. <laughs> it's a God-centered purpose, and it isn't a me-centered purpose. The devil says, mm, yeah, she, she, you're going to eat to think about hot dogs and Kentucky fried chicken. I don't know what you like. And, and curries me and you know I just have to think about food all day every time I'm hungry I'm thinking Lord I'm hungry for you the idea of fasting is to stir our hunger for God because my body is unrelentingly cheeky and insistent on chocolate and ice cream and burgers and help me and beer and whatever my, my, my flesh insists God says, we should subdue it. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. Filled with what? Don't fast for men to see. 
Don't disfigure your face. He says, go and oil your face. Put some, what lotions, what do you call those things? Nivea. When you fast, yes, we're fasting corporately, but, hey, Lord, I'm here. I'm fasting and praying. Watch and pray so you won't fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. There's such never before. I'm 63. Never before has there been such a distraction. Not in all my years of living. And so we've seen some, some advancements in the last 60 years. I think to myself, whoa, the distraction levels is insane. It's insane. Anything you want, you can watch on YouTube. Just like so amazing. You know, you want to put a solar system up. You want to build a garage. It's just like just information and stuff. Distracted. God wants us to focus on him. What can I say? It denies the flesh. It stirs up the spirit. The flesh, the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. Here's a beautiful heart thing for our fast. Joel 2.12. Even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your hearts, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rent your hearts, not your garments. Which means, you know, when they rent their garments, these religious guys, <laughs> I'm so religious, sackcloth and ashes. So religious. He said, I don't want you to do religious things. I want you to open your heart to me. For he is a gracious and a compassionate and a slow to anger and an abounding in love, God. He relents from sending calamity. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was led by the Spirit into the desert. And for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. Jesus, this perfect, sinless Son of God, born of that beautiful woman called Mary, Conceived immaculately. He was hungry at the end of his 40 days. The devil said to him, if you're the son of God, etc., etc. Then he returned in the power or in the fullness of the spirit. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting. There is a commissioning. Sometimes there's a separation that God can use us. I'm saying, actually, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm seeking you. I'm denying myself and I'm seeking you. Actually, they fasted and commissioned them. In Mark chapter 9, we know it well. He said, this kind, this demon, this vexation can only come out with prayer and fasting. And so fasting is meant to facilitate prayer and a dependency, simple prayers. Simple prayers. I don't have complicated prayers. You'll be shocked at how simple my prayers are. Some people have got such beautiful prayers, I like us, I think, amazing. But I've got simple prayers. I'll, I'll repeat a prayer and just pray the same prayer. I believe that Abraham, when he called upon the name of the Lord, what did he call upon God for? Where's that boy you promised me? Where's the promise, Lord? I call upon your name. You gave me a promise, God. You said I would have a son, but I'm confused, and there's a mess up with Ishmael and Hagar, and my wife's all upset, but I call upon your name, God, because you said you'd give me a son. And you said I'd be a blessing to the nations. I have no blessing to give. I am barren. My wife is barren, but Lord, I call upon your name. He didn't have Leviticus and Deuteronomy and Exodus and Genesis to pray through and the Lamentations and the Psalms. and the he, didn't, he just said, I call upon your name. Why is your name, God? I call upon your name because you made me a promise. And then I'll build some more stones because you, you've, you've, you appeared to me an angel, but I still haven't got a kid. So I call upon your name. Simple Simple prayers. This is how you are to pray. It didn't say what you are to pray. 
He said, this is how you're to pray. Our Father. So when I, when I went to confession as a young Catholic guy, the, the, Lord's, the, the priest said, okay, what have you done? I used to try and think of some of the sins. Some sins I'd, I, I'd almost, I just remember, gee, what did I do? I've got to tell this guy some sins. <laughs> what are my some sins? So I told him my some sins. It was very confusing. And he said, go and say three Hail Marys, four Our Fathers, the Creed, uh, something, something. And I used to count, how many Hail Marys? I used to go and sit and, how many Hail Marys? Our Father. How? Oh, Jesus. How come he's my Father? You couldn't say Our Father. The, 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 the Jews, the Islamic, they don't say Our Father. They, they use very elaborate terms. We say Our Father. Our Father how? Because of Jesus. Jesus has made reconciled. He came down. Jesus, you have made Abba, Elohim, my Father. That's how I pray. And I, I just wonder, Lord, you're kind. You're my Father. I'm seated. Thank you that you don't just forgive me, but you love me. Who art in heaven? Hallowed be your name. The kingdom come. No, no, just stop. Who art in heaven? You're majestic. You're above. You're not an idol. We didn't, I didn't make you a little wooden thing. You go to these massive idols. They're trying to make the idol bigger and bigger so that the thing is big like God. No, God is there in heaven. He is massive. He is sovereign. And we, we, we speak about his sovereignty. Hallowed be your name. This is about you. That's why God in these revivals will knock every name flat. Anyone that comes with a view to subtly. I think that's in my heart. Can I, can I be honest? I think God will say, you better get out the way, Nick, because you don't realize that enough time and leadership, you suddenly think, hmm, very good preach in Cape Town. Huh, 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 Don't realize how broken we are. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. I humble myself. Your name. Isn't it beautiful? Your kingdom come. Your kingdom is good. It's my kingdom. No, your kingdom come. Your dominion. Your peace. Kingdoms have sovereigns. They have monarchs. He is the monarch. We are the subjects. There is no kingdom without subjects. We are God's. We do his bidding. We do the king's biddings. We are the king's servants. Amen. And so one could go on, your will be done. Often we're praying God to align with our wills, with our wishes. He's saying, no, align with my will. My will is best will. Now God knows that I have wills and dreams and desires. He knows that I want my little dream house. I got that. And, and often he gives it to us. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I can share a story that will embarrass my wife. But she, she said, I don't like this car. And I thought, bad luck, that's the car you got. In my heart, I didn't say that to her. She actually said it's a granny car. <laughs> and amazingly, somebody gave her a car. A car that she likes. Now that might offend you, but so that's God. He knows your needs. He knows. He knows that you want to have a child. He knows that he knows it, but he says, align with my will be done. How do I end this? I just want to, I want to share this. Forgive us our sins as we forgive them. The guy tells a story. <clears throat> he had a contract that went horribly wrong. The owner of the property where this guy was working, Christian man, it went so wrong that he kicked the entire, his entire staff off the site and, and owed him 750000 and that 750000 would sink the business, 
and um, it, was a sh- it was just a shocking thing. It was, he's a good contractor. The owner seemed a decent guy. The thing went wrong. They kicked the, the people off site, and this guy prayed. Fasts. And he feels God say to him, go and say sorry. He fasts for a few days saying, Lord, I'm desperate. This company's going to close. He, he, he feels in prayer and fasting that the Lord said, go and tell that man that kicked everyone off your, go and, say, go and say to him, I'm sorry, sir, for what we did. So he rocks up there and, and he says to the guy, look, what do you want with me? He says, I just can I have a minute. He can I'll give you a minute. He says, I just want to say sorry. I want to say sorry for what we did. Did, did he go through all the steps and all the protocols that who, who was, and he just said, I just felt to say sorry. The guy says, you know what, sir? I want to say sorry to you because I also behaved badly and I was obnoxious. And in fact, because you've come to say sorry to me, here's a 15 million rand contract. Another guy's buying a piece of land for a church, but he's got 35 people in his church and he, he feels God, he says, uh, 100,000 rand for $100,000 for the church, can't afford it. And, um, but he feels, he starts to fast, he fasts for 13 days. There's an, an electrical contractor in the small little city, with a, and he says that God tells him to go and ask his electrical contractor for $100,000. <laughs> the rich electrical contractor. Makes an appointment, doesn't know the guy, guy doesn't know him, nothing, nothing, no connection, but he just feels that electrical contractor going to ask him. So he goes to the guy and he makes an appointment, secretary says, there's this guy to see you, okay, bring him in, blah, 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 blah. He says, uh, yes, sir, how can I help you? He says, <clears throat> I've come to ask you for some money for my church. What? I don't even know you. He says, I know, but I just want to ask you, how much do you need? $100,000. How much is that? 1.5 million rand. He says, uh, do you have a, he says, you got a church? He says, yeah. He says, uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. It's a bit of a cheeky request, but how much can your people give? He says, I forget the figure. He says, I think the people said they can, he thinks their people can give $5,000. He says, go and ask your people, or $8,000. Go and ask your people, and whatever they can't give, I'll, I'll give. See, but he's gone with faith. He feels he's heard God. Goes to his people. His people say, okay, that's what happened. How much money did the church raise? $95,000. The contractor said, the electrician said, I'm good for five. (laughs) Don't you love that story? A church that's got faith. A church that's part of the solution. Come fast, come pray, come mingle, come ask God to move. If not for you, sir, for the next generation. Would you stand with me, please? Maki, have you sung all your songs or do you have...
You know this miracle working Jesus? He, he said, the son, he says, I tell you the truth, verily, verily, he says, the son can do nothing by himself. <laughs> Jesus says this. He says of himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Lord, what are you doing? I must do that. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. I do not speak on my own accord, said Jesus, but the father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it. Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. He's now bleeding. He's, so, he's in such agony. His will is, I cannot go through this. I do not want to go through this. This is a very dark moment for Jesus. Not my will, but your will be done. I believe the grace of God, he, he sweated, he got beaten, but he went through it. Jesus was fighting for our lives. I want to invite you to come and be a vessel for God. To, to set yourself aside a bit. You may battle. You may need to have a coffee. You may need to take a disprint. I get intense headaches. I'm not scared to have a coffee. But I will, more importantly, I'll say, Lord, I want to rent my heart. Yeah, you might have a peach or a banana. You may even have a burger because, and then you'll say, you see, I'm just a shocker. After you've had your burger, say, Lord, teach me to fast. Uh, don't stay away. Come into the upper room. Come, come. Chris said, come to proximity. Holiness is proximity. It's together. they say of the revival is the peace of God that's descended from on high, there's a sense of belonging, there's a humble leadership and there is adoration.